Hey guys, I'm Funda Nakasoglu. Tune in for my chat on Shooting the Breeze Friday at 4pm. Can't wait to get to Sydney and get the season going. Joining us today on Shooting the Breeze is one of our new signings, Funda Nakasoglu. Funda, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. We've been looking forward to this one. Funda, just to start off, because I'm sure a lot of the Sydney fans, they know a little bit about you, but probably not as much as, say, Frog does. Do you want to give us a little bit of an idea of your background, how you got into basketball, and how you felt about playing basketball as a kid? I would give credit to my dad for kind of getting me started with basketball from an early age. Ever since I can remember, I always had like a ball in my hands. I was always watching basketball on the TV or we would be going to games, NBL, WNBL. So he definitely led me into the sport. My mum also played sport. We're a pretty sporty family. She used to play volleyball, but she always makes jokes about how (laughs) your dad put me into basketball first and she wasn't quick enough to get me into volleyball. So yeah, I I definitely loved the game from an early age and just continued with that. And then funny story. I mean, I started juniors at Sandringham. I played one year, I believe. And then I actually uh, moved to Bulleen, even though I'm from the Hampton area. So it's like a 45-minute, 50-minute trek <laughs> down to Bulleen. But we made it work. I began there in under-12's top age and ever since was playing there for all my juniors. So we would go to the WNBL games for Bulleen Boomers regularly and Frog actually used to play there for many years so I would watch her and now you know I'm going to be coached by her which is crazy. (laughs) So obvious question what made you move from Sandringham to Bulleen? So we actually had family friends at Bulleen and they were such a great team Um, every year they had such a good tradition such a good basketball culture and then they had great coaches so we just decided you know if I want to take it more seriously um, let's make the move and see how that goes and that's what we ended up doing. You mentioned that you watched Frog play when she was at Bulleen so how did you get to know Frog? I actually didn't really know her that well until I got back from college I think she started coaching more whilst I was at college. But when I got back, I was actually coached by one of her really good friends, Dee Butler, who also was a player and coach. I kind of got speaking to her and um, she kind of relayed the information that Katrina was interested in me. And then we had a few phone calls and I just really loved her vibe and everything about what she does and got to know her a bit more personally through those phone calls and chats and yeah just kind of developed through that that's really interesting um yeah you mentioned the u.s college thing how did you find the u.s college experience because obviously there's a lot more players going and taking that pathway so i actually did development at um bullying wmbl which turned into melbourne boomers right before i left I loved playing that. I got to experience, you know, a lot of different things. I got to play with older players, more mature players, you know, built and developed my game through that. And then I got the opportunity, like you said, to go overseas and play college. I think what intrigued me was the fact that you could 
do schooling and basketball at the same time. They kind of made it easier over there to do that, whereas here they were both separate entities. So, you know, you would have to kind of plan things out and it wasn't really given to you as easily. So I think that's what intrigued me for sure. And I also knew that the competition and the way of life over there was something really different. And I always, you know, wanted to be open to new things and kind of travel the world. And so, yeah, I kind of got into contact with a few people. I had some coaches reach out to me. Um, They had seen some of my games in the WNBL and that's kind of what, yeah, got me over there. As you said, you've got this interest in traveling the world and you end up at Utah State in Logan, Utah. I believe that happened without you actually having visited the campus before either. So what was that like for you? It was crazy for sure. Like you mentioned, I didn't actually take an official visit there because I was in the middle of my year 12 exams and I had a lot of other things to do. So I didn't really have the time. I kind of just gathered whatever information I could from people I knew, I guess the coaches over there, the players over there, the internet, (laughs) Google for sure. But It was very interesting. I remember when I first got there, you know, Salt Lake City isn't a small city. However, Logan is like an hour and a half outside of Salt Lake. And the fact that you can travel from the main street from top to bottom in 10 minutes, and that's about all there is to Logan and then the university on the side of that, it was a drastic change for sure. I had to get used to it, <laughs> especially not, not coming like from Melbourne. Like Melbourne, yeah, exactly. So that was really eye-opening. And the first few weeks, I definitely was like, "Oh my gosh, what have I done?" <laughs> but now looking back on it, it was so awesome, and it truly makes you realize that it's more so like the people and the you know, university surroundings and not necessarily what there is to a city that makes it so great and makes it so personal to you, yeah. It was kind of interesting you saying that it was a very small town. Mm -hmm. How did you find that whole small town life compared to having come from Melbourne in terms of just all the stuff there was to do in Logan? Yeah, I mean, you just have to be creative and (laughs) it's not necessarily like we had too much free time on our hands either. During season, especially, you're traveling, you're studying, um, you're training, you're playing. So there's not that much free time, but I really got outdoors and one of my roommates really liked, you know, hiking and doing things outside and what better place than Utah to do that. So we definitely did some new exciting things and, you know, I learned that I like that aspect of life as well. You were there, you were playing with the team, but then you moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. So what was the trigger for moving to Florida from Utah State? Yeah, so... I moved to Florida more so because I just wanted to test myself in a different environment and I wanted to play with better competition. I mean, the Mountain West is amazing. It's so good. But after two years of playing in that, just wanted to, like I said, test myself out, see if I could develop more. And because Florida was in, you know, one of the Power Five ranked top conferences in America, I wanted to just, yeah, see how that would go and see if that would boost my basketball and, yeah. How did you find moving, you know, to quite different parts of the US? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Utah's like Midwest and Florida's very southern. So 
there was a complete change there and the fact that Florida has around 55,000 students compared to Utah State's 20,000, I would say, was also a huge change. But I was more so, you know, accustomed to being at, you know, a big school when I was growing up. You know, I didn't really have to get used to it because I was already kind of familiar with it all. But for sure, I can say that in the movies, when you think of colleges, University of Florida was more so like that. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. You would have found that there was a lot more involvement in sports because, as you said, you know, Florida State, it's in the Southeast Conference, so there's a lot of very competitive sport going on. Did you get to go to some of the other games like football or some, like non-basketball sports? Oh, for sure. I mean, all students, regardless of whether or not you're an athlete, get free entry into any athletic sport or game. And so we took that full opportunity and watched a lot of games. We also had friends in many other sports. So we went to a lot of volleyball games, football, like you mentioned, because there's a huge football culture at the University of Florida, and then some other sporting matches as well. And out of all those sports, which ones did you find that the crowds really, really got into? Gymnastics was huge. Volleyball was also really big. Football, obviously, is like the main sport in America. So there were ginormous crowds for that. It's just something you've really never experienced in Australia. So it was really exciting. And I loved, you know, going to different sporting matches for sure. What were you studying? I got my undergraduate degree in economics and then I got my master's in my fifth year in business and management. It's kind of interesting because over the time as we've spoken to different players, it seems to be that it's one of two different pathways that we've come across, which is either sports related or business economics and business management. What got your interest in economics and business? Honestly, I wanted something really broad because I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do specifically after basketball. And I thought, you know, that would give me a wide range of opportunities after school. And also it was one of the majors that would transfer back to Australia without having to do extra schoolwork when I got back. So those were my main reasons behind that. That's an interesting one. I didn't realize that it was a transportable course like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you find the competition in the SEC? It was really, really high. If you look at rosters and student-athletes that played in the SEC, a lot of them are in the top leagues around the world now, um, especially the WNBA. So every night in was super competitive. Um, You had no off night and every team, you know, just went at it. So I would say it was very, very high competition. Very fun to be around and play in. If you think back to those days, who do you think you feel was your toughest competitor? Oh, that's a hard one. Just because, like I said, everyone was so good. And I guess when, you know, people leave as seniors, other teams bring back certain players and one year a team may be super good and then kind of have a drop-off season the next. But I would say in the SEC, South Carolina were always really, really good. Tennessee have a great basketball culture and tradition, so they were really high up there as well. And then Mississippi State were really, really good when, you know, the two, three years that I was at Florida. Out of those schools, have any of them performed kind of above or below the level that you would have expected since then? Honestly, no. Those schools have definitely remained top tier and up there 
in the rankings. Yeah, I wouldn't say any of them have really dropped off, which is, you know, credit to their coaches and I guess staff for recruiting such good players and keeping that basketball tradition alive at those schools. Okay. I'd like to kind of move away from basketball for a little bit. Yep. And as I said before, this is probably one of the, the first introductions for most of the fans to you as an individual. Can you let us know a little bit about the things that you like or dislike, things you like to do, just so people can get a bit of an idea of who you are outside of basketball? For sure. I mean, I'm a really, really outgoing social kind of person. So I love just hanging around family and friends. I mean, that would be probably one of my main priorities in life. I just get such a high off being around people that I love and enjoy spending time with. So definitely that. Then I love travel. Like I mentioned earlier, I love going, seeing new places, experiencing new cultures and meeting new people. And then I definitely love shopping and food, trying new food and trying new restaurants and stuff like that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Well, there's going to be no shortage of that. Um, <laughs> where the training happens at, at Sydney Uni, it's not too far from a really major restaurant strip up in Newtown where there's lots of different places to eat. And there's a couple of pubs close by which have pretty good food too. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to be checking those out with the girls. <laughs> Is there a particular type of food or cuisine that you really like? I'm going to have to say I really like Asian food, so like Japanese, Thai, and then I love my Italian as well, even though I try to stay away from, you know, some of the carbs in off-season, but once season's going, load me up with the pasta and pizza and I'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you'll do really well around there because there are a lot of places to go and try lots of different types of food. See, Katrina had mentioned that to me in our first few chats. I probably would have said yes to signing with Sydney like <laughs> a lot earlier. <laughs> okay, so that's another negotiating tactic Frog can put in her little arsenal then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did you see as a really big opportunity for you in coming to play in Sydney? Yeah, I just really like Coach Frog's vision and where she wants the team to be. She obviously mentioned that they were rebuilding because it was her first year last year and this would be her second. So she was getting more acquainted to everything as well, which I really liked because I felt like I could help bring some new stuff to the team. And I just really like getting to be able to put my you know feet back into the WNBL and kind of scope that out, you know, home basketball. I've been away from it for so long and thought I could bring back, you know, a few things that I gained overseas in this time. So, yeah, I was just really excited about those things. And then Frog really wanted me to focus on playing, you know, the point guard position, which I did all of my juniors and then kind of went into a more of a, you know, two-guard shooting role at Florida because that was what was needed. But um, I'm excited to get back into that role as well and, lead and yeah go under the wing of some you know other experienced players that we have this year so those all intrigued me okay and that's an interesting point you brought up earlier about you know stepping back into the WNBL when you were in the US were you able to watch any WNBL games I wasn't really, no. It's a bit more difficult over there with the, I guess, broadcasting and stuff like that. So, no, I wasn't really. I did 
see highlights and stuff on YouTube, especially of like the finals after they'd been played, but not necessarily full games. Who do you think is going to be a, a challenge? I mean, everyone's so good. You know, the WNBL has really increased its quality. So I'm excited to go up against, you know, many of the players. But definitely ones that I used to play, you know, at Bulleen with um, back in the day. So like the Test Magins, the Bet Coles. Okay. And one of the things that you did was you played in Turkey. Yes. For club and also national. Can you tell us a little bit about that and also what the level of competition is like over in Turkey? Yeah, so for my first professional season, I went to Galatasaray in Istanbul and I was really, really excited about that because they're obviously a huge, huge club in the whole of Europe, um, not only for basketball, but for soccer and volleyball and sports like that as well. So I went and played there. Our season got cut short right before finals, obviously, because of corona. But I really got to experience some great things there. And the level of competition is absurd. Like, it's so, so good over there. Most of the teams in Turkey actually either play Euro Cup or Euro League, which are the top two leagues in the whole of Europe. So we were in Euro Cup, which was, like I said, an awesome experience. I got to learn a lot of things, especially from their veteran players. And then I did national team stuff with Turkey two years ago and then I think the year before that as well, which really helped me grow and develop my game as well, you know, competing with the best of the best in the world day in, day out. So those were all really good for me and my basketball. One of the things that you mentioned just then is that Galatasaray don't just do basketball, but they've got a number of different teams. Correct. Did you find that fans from one sport would translate to fans for basketball? For sure. I mean, the fans at Galatasaray are insane. They're literally ride or die. Like, I remember the day that I got signed with Galatasaray and they posted on their Instagram. And then that whole day, I just kept getting, you know, friend requests and all these messages from all the fans. And the stands at games are packed like I've never seen it before. They're so loud and so cheerful and literally will go to extreme lengths to get to the games and try to kind of connect with you on an individual level. They're awesome. And then, like you said, there's definitely a translation, especially like I would be tagged in, I guess, like photos of myself that people had drawn up that were actually like Instagram pages for the Galatasaray soccer team. But they also had a vested interest in us as well, which was (laughs) insane. It was really amazing. It seems to me that that's a really european thing to do where you've got the clubs are involved across multiple sports because we spoke with vanessa panousis a few weeks back and she Mm. said that the clubs that she played for in greece had the same sort of structure multiple sports and the fans who were like primarily let's say soccer fans would want to come and watch the basketball do you think that that's got a lot to do with the popularity of the sports having these clubs with multiple sports A hundred percent. I mean, it's really what gets everything going. It makes it so much funner and it really makes you enjoy your time there as a player. And also, I'm guessing for them as well as a social aspect, but it's really crazy and I love to see it and I loved experiencing it. I mean, to this day, although I'm not playing there this season, I still get messages from fans, you know, wishing me good luck in my endeavours and just like congratulating me for achievements and stuff and it just makes you feel really good. 
you just touched on the social aspect. So, yeah. again, because, you know, we don't really have an exposure to, to organisations like that, is there a really big social aspect to clubs like that? Well, I know, you know, the tradition of being, especially with big clubs like Galatasaray, Fenerbahce over there as well, you know, that's kind of like a family tradition. So, yeah, I would say that, you know, if you go for them in soccer, you have a vested interest in the other sports that they do or play as well, for sure, because they're really ride-or-die club fans over there. But, I mean, as I said, I would say the majority are soccer fans over there. Yeah, it's the number one sport there, but yeah. it's interesting because we don't really have that kind of approach to things here, you know, because there are people who are they're rugby league fans or they're AFL fans, and well, there's a percentage that do translate to other sports. A lot of them just, you know, they stick with that particular sport, whereas the European approach seems to be more like you support the club and all the sports that the club's involved yeah, in. Yeah, it definitely does trickle down, yeah, to the other sports. It's a really interesting approach, very different to what, <laughs> what we're used to here. Now, I'm going to ask you a completely unrelated question to anything we've talked about so far. <laughs> What's your favourite movie? Oh, that's a tough one, just because I like a variety of movies and genres, but I would say I'm really into, like, light-hearted comedy, so anything with actors like Adam Sandler or, like, Jim Carrey, I'm all for. But then I do like, like, thrillers as well, so one thing that comes to mind is Gone Girl. I really like that, and then I like Get Out as well as another thriller. They kind of keep me on my toes, except, I mean, I hate horror movies, so they need to just be thriller. If they like turn into too scary, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up watching the movie between your fingers, right? <laughs> yeah, with like a pillow in front of my face. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help the movie going experience. <laughs> no. Look, there needs to be like a happy medium, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, there's the lockdown thing happening and all the rest of it. What are you doing to sort of keep yourself match fit in the short term? Yeah, I'm just doing weight sessions at home. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of gym equipment here, so I'm definitely doing that. I'm going out for runs, trying to just be as active as possible in that one-hour time frame that I'm allowed to go out and do stuff um, due to the lockdown in Victoria. But yeah, I'm doing like ball handling as well at home and shooting when I can. I'm just trying to fit in everything that I can. With the way things are looking for the season, we're not quite sure whether they're going to be playing to you know compressed time frames, so maybe more games in a week or whatever. If something like that did happen, how do you think that's going to affect the general fitness of the players? You know, we I wouldn't say necessarily start off you know sluggish the season. After watching WNBA, I think they've really started to pick up the quality as the weeks have gone by. Obviously, it's different to practice and get fitness through that in comparison with like game fitness because it really is two different things. But I would say I think quality will come with the more games we play and I think we'll be fine in the end of things but you know at the beginning it may be a bit more difficult um we may need to you know do more treatments get more rehab etc but I think we'll be able to balance that I mean we're all professionals and we've done this kind of thing before so I think we just need to kind of go about it with positive energy positive light and yeah try to make it work Okay, what we might have to do at, at some point, get our fans to send you recommendations of restaurants to go to. Uh, oh, you're up here in Sydney. 
I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, Funda, thanks so much for your time. Really looking forward to seeing you up here in Sydney. I hope we can get the season underway pretty soon. For sure. I'm really excited to get it going. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Funda. 